0: Welcome to the Cyber Security Summit podcast at Summit Conversation.
1: Hello, everyone. I have with me Gerard Montoya from Truvantis, and we're going to talk a little bit about privacy. But first, Gerard, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your special association with this actually, the Summit?
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh... I've been with the summit ever since its foundation 12 years ago. It was a half day event and I was a, an attendee at the time when I was a student at the University of Minnesota in their master's degree program. And here we are 12 years later and I just had the opportunity to speak in the grand ballroom and uh, present my thoughts.
1: Very, very cool. That's very exciting. Um, but I, I, I know that we're going to dig a little bit about into privacy and having a you know, governance, risk and compliance background in cyber. I'm very interested in this topic. So let's go ahead and talk about this new convergence that we're starting to see in privacy and security and what that means for us now.
0: Sure. Um, I want to set it up just with a little background. Uh, you know, I come into this from the legal field. Originally, I'm a lawyer by trade. Uh, I went into cybersecurity after my master's degree. So I, I, I Ranks to become a deputy CISO. And today I, I practice as a certified information privacy professional. I head up our, our data privacy practice group at Translist, information security consulting and governance uh, company. So, with that background, uh, I have this unique lens to see some different forces at play. And uh, one of the things I'm recognizing is is what I would call this discovery of the relationship between security and what's called privacy. And I think if you look overseas into like the European nations, it becomes more evident because one of the words that they use uh, for their laws, say under GDPR, isn't necessarily privacy, it's data protection. And when you start thinking from a data protection standpoint, then you can start seeing the overlap with uh, security and it changes the narrative.
1: Very cool. Now, um, I know for me, I I was very, very close with my general counsel, uh, our chief privacy officer, working with cybersecurity, three P's in a pod on phone calls all the time. Um, But I would love to hear in your words, why is it so important to get all of those people at the table to work together? Absolutely.
0: And I think when I speak to security professionals, I like to draw an analogy with uh, incident response. So we say for years and years, uh, I was president of Infraguard, a local chapter here. So we had a great relationship with the FBI. And we always said, you know, you want to have that relationship before boom. Uh, before something goes bad. You don't want your first introduction to your local FBI PSA to be when you have cybersecurity incident. You don't want your incident responder to come in first time when you have an incident. And so internally, not only is there this relationship and overlap at the security level, but you don't want to have your first conversation with your general counsel when you're dealing with a a data breach. You want to have that ahead of time. You want to work together in tandem and I don't think we have enough time today to go into all the intricacies, <laughs> yeah. but just to highlight a couple of points, you know, if you're setting up a, a new program and you have to realize that there's a legal silo there that's going to be your in contracts including putting the privacy language in your contracts. And If you're not communicating what you're doing in your department to your general counsel, you could have some differences there. Um, there's a risk if... Privacy is a separate component of your organization to have separate policies that might overlap with your information security policies, you might have different two separate access control policies talking about the same thing, and then you have a risk of non compliance which today, with the evolution of more and more laws, um, you're seeing an increased risk of violence. So I think it's imperative that you bring people in and you bring them in early and you talk together and and work as a team. And I think one of the key points I want to make that. to to everyone is to recognize that we're in the business uh, to help the the business do whatever it does. It does a thing, it sells widgets, whatever it is. It generates revenue because that's what the company's supposed to do. And if you're out of sync with that, you have to realize that you're at a real risk of not getting what you need and running counter to the company objectives. And the company's going to find a way to make that revenue. And I like to use this word income and outgo. Uh, if you have too much outgo, too much overhead, without uh, link to the income, uh, out, out's going to go your job. And you know, so if you align with it, though, on the other hand, income will the resources. Income will what you need the technologies. So that's why it's really important for these conversations to align the objectives and work together, but keep in mind the business focus of what your company actually does. Very,
1: wondering. very well said. Um, I, I know that you have mentioned how. Europe did uh, GDPR. We have California CCPA. We have other states that are doing a lot of individual things as well. And uh, we also have the uh, USA is starting to try to figure out how we're going to do this federal thing with privacy as well. But I, I'm curious, you know, what can we glean from the way that we've implemented cybersecurity um, to help us move into having more practices around privacy? Yeah.
0: Uh, it's a great question, and I think what we've learned in, in security is there was a time at this very conference years ago where we had a, a conversation about how the industry's too react. We look at things and we just, we adapt to whatever the hot button issue is of the day, and we had a, a need to move to what's called that left side of the road. And so everything moved into this risk posture. I said, just start with risk and work up from there. And once you boil down, if you ever, I kind of geek out on this stuff because I mean I got that's what I do. But to save you the trouble, I can tell you that I've boiled down to the instance these different approaches, whether it's ISO or NIST or whatever, name your thing, framework, cybersecurity framework. They all boil down to these key elements, basics of risk, management. and once you get there, you recognize that you can do security first, and the, the compliance with these different regulations follows. And in privacy, the privacy legislative space, it tends to come at it from that reactive posture. And I think what it needs to do, in the whole message I'm trying to evangelize, is come together with security that's already had this, seen this. Movie. Develop, integrate yourself in this first base posture. And as these new laws come online, they develop. As you know, next year we're seeing five new changes coming in the United States alone. And as those come in, if you're doing security first and looking at this from a data protection perspective, it's going to be much easier for you to communicate and manage the business obligations for protecting certain rights. Wonderful, wonderful.
1: I love how you talked about data protection and how that's the key and keeping security first helps us do that. Um, I do wanna thank you for your time. Thank you for sitting down with me, having a small conversation and I look very, very forward to hearing more from you in the future. Oh, thank you very much.
0: Thanks for joining us today. At the Cybersecurity Summit podcast. See you next week. We invite you to join our CyberPro community on LinkedIn at Cybersecurity Summit.